0: Gate Dental Cream to clean your breath while you clean your teeth and help stop tooth decay, and Luster Cream Shampoo for soft, glamorous, caressable hair bring you Our Miss Brooks, starring Eve Arden. (laughs) It's time once again for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks under the direction of Al Lewis. Well, quite a few romances have started between faculty members teaching at the same school. But for our Miss Brooks, who teaches English at Madison High School, romance is a problem.
1: It's really two problems. Problem number one is the object of my affections, Mr. Philip Boynton, biology teacher. He's so bashful he won't even shave himself unless he's wearing a tie. (laughs) And problem number two is the strict anti-fraternization rule laid down by Madison's beloved principal, Osgood Conklin. Of course, Mr. Boynton devised a very effective method of getting around this rule. He suggested that we stop seeing each other entirely. (laughs) However, I immediately used my power of veto, and before he could take it to the General Assembly, we convened for two dates away from the school. The last date occurred on Wednesday night, and Thursday morning at breakfast, my landlady asked for the details. Now tell me everything that happened last night, Connie. We went to a movie, Mrs. Davis. And? And? And we came home. <laughs> and? And fold up your program. The recital is over. <laughs> Pass the cream, please. But what did Mr. Boynton say? What did he do? Nothing, nothing. Pass the cream.
2: <laughs> I can't understand that man. Here he has date after date with a girl who's intelligent, attractive, wholesome, she, chic, charming.
1: And what does he do about it? Nothing. Pass the cream. (laughs) It's not that he isn't fond of me, Mrs. Davis, but he's been worried lately about someone very near and dear to him. A relative? Yes, his pet frog, (laughs) McDougal. It seems with the cold weather coming on, Mac is very prone to laryngitis, and there are no heating facilities for the cages. The least the school should do is put some heating equipment in there. Why doesn't Mr. Boynton ask Mr. Conklin for it? Because Mr. Boynton is almost as terrified of Mr. Conklin as he is of me. Didn't dare ask him for anything. Then you've got to do it, Connie. Don't you see? If you get the things you need, Mr. Boynton
2: won't be so preoccupied and worried when he's out on dates with you.
1: Well, it's worth a try, I guess. Now, if I can remember where I left it, I'll put my face on and get ready for Walter Denton. <laughs> Walter's driving me to school again. You mean your car is still in the repair shop. Yes, the mechanic called yesterday and said it would take a bit longer this time. It seems they're having a little trouble with the motor. What kind of trouble? They've misplaced it. (laughs) I'm glad you picked me up early today, Walter. I've got to stop into Mr. Conklin's office before my first
3: class. What? Depressing way to start off the day. Oh, and I'm glad I don't have to see our beloved principal this morning. I'm low enough already. Low? I feel gloomier than a schoolteacher's personality. The present got me accepted, of course. of course. But what's the reason for this blue mood? Did Harriet Conklin give you the go-by? Oh, no, no, ma'am. No, Harriet and I are still an item. It's Stretch Snodgrass who's preying on my mind. Maybe that's because he hasn't got one of his own. I know he's never been exactly a beacon of brilliance scholastically, Miss Brooks, but on that gridiron, he's always been a tower of strength. Up to last week, that is. What happened last week? Well, you saw the game last Saturday. Didn't you see what he did? Sure. He picked up
1: a fumble and ran 85 yards with it.
3: First, I couldn't quite figure out why
1: I was the only one in my section who was cheering. He ran the wrong way.
3: (laughs) on that one numbskull play. Oh, but if you think that was bad, you should see Stretch at practice. He's just awful out there. His blocking is positively sad, and his tackling's getting everybody down. Isn't
1: that what it's supposed to do?
3: (laughs) Brooks, this is no laughing matter. If Stretch doesn't perk up, we'll lose our big game to Clay City next week. Well, what do you think is the cause of this change in him, Walter? Well, I know what it is. The big goof's in love. Love? And the trouble is he won't tell anybody who the girl is. Wait a minute. He's very fond of you, Miss Brooks. Maybe you could straighten him out. You know, have a talk with him and see... I'd like
1: to help, Walter, but I've got a more pressing problem this morning. That's why I'm going straight to Mr. Conklin's
3: office. What could possibly be more pressing than Madison's winning the battle of the year?
1: My winning the battle of Boynton's lab. (laughs) None of my
2: business, Daddy, but I don't think you should start the day off wearing such a long face.
0: I'm sorry, Harriet. If you'll turn your back for a moment, I'll put on a short face for
2: you. <laughs> What's the reason for it, anyhow? Why are you so despondent?
0: Because of our coach's report on Snodgrass, that's why. He's been playing abominably, and the coach knows the reason. The big moose is in love.
4: <laughs> in love?
3: But isn't there something we can do, Daddy?
0: If there was, I'd be doing it. You don't think I want to lose this game to Jason Brill's Clay City poops, do you?
3: Of course not, Daddy. I know Mr. Brill's your arch rival.
0: He's worse than that. He's... hes No, what's the use? There's just no way out. And there's no way I could possibly feel any worse than I do right now.
4: Have you thought
2: of Miss Brooks, Daddy?
0: You have just shown me a way.
2: Well, Miss Brooks might be able to help. If there's one person in this school whom Stretch admires and respects, it's her. Maybe she could pull him
0: out of his doldrums. So you might have something there at that. As soon as she gets to school, I'll talk to her. Come in.
1: Oh, pardon me, Mr. Conklin. If you're busy, I'll come back later.
0: Not at all, Miss Brooks. Harriet was just leaving for a class. Run along, dear.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Daddy. See you later, Miss Brooks. Goodbye, Harriet.
0: Uh... Sit down, won't you, over here by my desk. That's the most comfortable chair.
1: Maybe you don't know who I am.
0: <laughs>
1: it's Miss Brooks, Mr. Conklin.
0: I know it's Miss Brooks. And I'm delighted that you dropped in to see me this morning.
1: You are? Well, then it won't be so difficult to ask a favor of you.
0: You want a favor of me, Miss
1: Brooks? Yes, sir. Now,
0: isn't that a coincidence? I want a favor of you. One hand washes the other, eh?
1: That's as good a way as any to get them both clean. (laughs) But my favor isn't exactly for I don't
0: care what it is, Miss Brooks. If you do a favor for me, I'll do a favor for you. Or as my old commanding officer, Colonel Elliot Reed, used to say, you play ball with me, and I'll play ball with you. (laughs) He was a Texan. (laughs)
1: Uh, But what's your favor, Mr. Conklin?
0: Well, as you know, Madison's big football game with Clay City is to be played next week. Yes, sir. You are also aware of my intense rivalry with Jason Brill, their principal. Yes,
1: sir, but what do you want of me, Mr. Conklin? Well, it's
0: very simple, Miss Brooks. Perhaps you've heard about Snodgrass running the wrong way last Saturday. Mm
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, you know that nobody with half a brain could make a mistake like that twice. Except perhaps Snodgrass. (laughs) And that idiot woman a few rows behind me who
1: kept cheering
4: him. Uh, Next Saturday,
1: I'll keep my mouth shut. What do you think I can do about Stretch, Mr. Conklin? You may
0: be able to straighten him out. You see, Miss Brooks, he's been even worse in practice this week than in that game last Saturday. And the coach seems to think it's because he's in love.
1: That's what Walter Denton thinks, too.
0: Does Denton know with whom?
1: No, nobody does. Ah,
0: exactly. And that's where you come in. In his lame-brained, dunce-like way, Snodgrass admires you greatly. (laughs) He has his reasons, I'm sure.
4: We lame-brained
1: dunces are pretty (laughs) planish.
0: So, what I meant was, you seem to be the logical person to find out just what little baggage is turning Snodgrass's head. And I use the word advisedly.
1: And if I find out, then what?
0: Then your natural feminine instincts will come to the fore, and you will devise some way to circumvent the activities of the aforementioned bit of baggage. Now then, what is the favor you seek?
1: Well, Mr. Boynton needs some new equipment for the biology lab, and he's too timid to ask for it. He
0: shall have it. Uh, What kind of equipment?
1: Some heating facilities, for one thing, and more comfortable cages for his frogs and guinea pigs.
0: It's done. Anything else?
1: Else? Well, now that you mention it, I could use a new desk and some new window shades. I also would like to have my room painted a nice, cheerful shade of green.
0: Miss Brooks. (laughs) You are speaking with Osgood Conklin, not (laughs) winner-take-all.
1: If you feel that way about it, maybe Stretch and his girl should be left alone, after all. A I don't... nice,
0: cheerful shade of green it is. <laughs>
1: now,
0: you're sure you know what to do, Miss Brooks.
1: Leave it to me, Mr. Conklin. When I get through with him, Stretch will not only check his baggage, he won't call for her for thirty days. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dental cream, it cleans your breath, what a toothpaste, while it cleans your teeth. Colgate toothpaste, cleans your breath, what a toothpaste, while it cleans
4: your teeth.
0: Colgate dental cream cleans your breath while it cleans your teeth. And the Colgate way stops tooth decay best. More than two years' research showed the Colgate way of brushing teeth right after eating helped stop more decay for more people than ever before reported in dentifrice history. Yes, the Colgate way. Stop Tooth Decay Best, better than any other home method of oral hygiene. No other toothpaste or powder, ammoniated or not, has proof of such results. And you should know that Colgate, while not mentioned by name, was the only toothpaste used in the research on tooth decay recently reported in Reader's Digest. Yes, Colgate Dental Cream, and only Colgate Dental Cream, was used in this research. So always use Colgate to clean your breath while you clean your teeth. And when you follow the Colgate way, Colgate Dental Cream stops tooth decay best. Brush your teeth with Colgate. Colgate Dental Cream, it cleans your breath. What a toothpaste. What a cleans your teeth. And the Colgate way stops tooth decay best.
1: advantage of a free period I had right before lunch and sought out Madison's moon-eyed mastodon, Stretch Snodgrass. I found him near the water fountain in the hall. He was slouching against the wall and seemed half asleep, but when I approached him, he snapped to attention.
4: Mm.
0: (laughs) Hi.
1: Hello, Stretch. I hope I'm not keeping you up. I mean, I hope I'm not keeping you from any of your classes, but I would like to talk to you for a few minutes.
0: You ain't keeping me from nothing, Miss Brooks. French class is the place which I'm supposed to have been at pretty soon from now.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but my French can wait. At least until your English catches up.
4: <laughs> Fred, what I wanted to
1: talk to you about was your football playing. You know yourself you're not playing as well as you used to, and a lot of your friends around here are beginning to worry about it. Why should they worry?
0: Gosh, just because I don't play over my head in every game, everybody gets all upset. After all, you don't get paid to play high school football.
1: I know, Stretch, but think of the future. Someday you may go to college. You must admit you've been letting down a bit lately. Oh, I can't
0: help it. This season's been nothing but practice, practice, practice. A guy can't go on like that with just all work and no play. After all, I ain't no auto matron. (laughs) You know, a mechanical man. The kind they call a robber.
4: Oh. Besides,
0: oh. right. A little relaxing never hurt nobody.
1: <sighs> but, Stretch, why should a young boy like yourself be yawning in the middle of the morning? I'm tired.
4: <laughs>
1: I couldn't have thought of a better answer if I'd tried all day. My new
0: girlfriend thinks relaxing is good for me. She won't even let me quit rumbering and take her home till one in the morning.
1: It's been going on like that for the last two weeks. Who is this new girlfriend, Stretch? Oh, no, you don't.
4: (laughs) No, I don't what?
1: You
0: don't get Judy's name out of me. (laughs) I promise to keep it a secret.
1: Well, that's your privilege. If you don't want me to know Judy's name, I'm not going to know (laughs) Judy. That's all there is to that. Judy who? Gosh,
0: I didn't even want that part of her name to get out, but it just slipped. Look, Miss Brooks... You wouldn't
1: want me to break a promise, would you? Fervently. Listen, Stretch, even if you enjoy all this rumbering, (laughs) don't your girl's parents object to these late hours every night?
0: Oh, I'm sure they don't. How can you be so sure? Her old man gives me the money to take her out. (laughs) What? Sure, he's not like our principal. Mr. Brill's a real good sport.
1: Stretch, do you mean to tell me you've been taking out Judy Brill?
0: How do you know? (laughs)
1: A little bird brain told me. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to see Mr. Conklin's reaction to this bit of news. Gosh, Miss Brooks, you're not going to tell Mr. Conklin, are you? Not yet, Stretch. Out of consideration for his family, there's something I've got to find out first. What's that? If his life insurance is paid up. (laughs) I've talked through your entire lunch, Mr. Boynton, but it couldn't be helped. If we're going to get any favors from Mr. Conklin, we've got to straighten out Stretch
5: Snodgrass. Well, I'm glad you told me the story, Miss Brooks. Imagine Jason Brill putting his own daughter up to a trick like that. What kind of a girl is this, Judy Brill, anyhow?
1: Well, you know the expression, sweet 16 and never been kissed? Yes. When this kid reached 12, she was ineligible.
4: (laughs) I met her
1: last summer, Mr. Boynton. It isn't generally known, but Mr. Brill wrote me a letter before the last semester began, in which he hinted that if I were dissatisfied with Madison for any reason, he'd be happy to have me on the staff at his school.
5: Oh, he's approached several teachers here, Miss Brooks. It isn't that he wanted you so much. It's just that there are no lengths to which Mr. Brill won't go to harass Mr. Conklin.
4: Flatterer.
1: (laughs) But according to reports from some friends on the faculty at Play City High... Judy Brill is quite a little firebrand. She's at an age now where she considers all males fair game.
5: There's an age?
1: (laughs) This boy's been learning biology as well as teaching it. (laughs) Look, Mr. Boynton, when I found out that Stretch was going with Jason Brill's daughter, I devised a plan. We're going to beat Jason Brill at his own game and using the same kind of weapon.
5: But, Miss Brooks, I don't understand... Even if you and I were married today, where could we get a 16-year-old daughter by Saturday?
4: All
1: these years of going to the zoo and you don't even know a fast stork.
4: (laughs) Don't you see, Mr. Boynton,
1: all we have to do is to get Stretch to think that Judy is just a flirt and he'll lose all interest in her. Well, how do we do that? By letting Stretch catch her on a date with some other boy.
5: What other boy?
1: Walter Denton.
5: Walter Denton?
1: Did I hear somebody
3: mention my name? (laughs) You're just in time, Walter. Sit down, please. Mr. Boynton and I would like to talk to you. Okay. Have you thought of any way to get Stretch's mind off the mystery woman and back on his football game, Miss Brooks?
1: Yes, Walter. I've thought of a dilly of a plan. But it requires some cooperation from you.
5: We should all do whatever we can, Walter. This is a crisis.
1: What can I do? He won't even tell me the name of this chick. The name of the chick is Judy Brill. And her father's been paying all expenses to keep Stretch out late every night, rumbering. <laughs>
4: rumbering? Yes. <laughs> While the Play
1: City team is getting its rest, Judy Brill is keeping our star players' backfield in motion. <laughs> But I know the kind of a boy Stretch is, and if we can arrange to have him catch Judy with another boyfriend,
3: I know he'll forget all about her.
1: Well,
5: not only forget about her, but it might make him so mad he'll go out on that field Saturday and play the game of his wife.
3: Say, that sounds like a swell idea. Of course, Stretch is boxing champ of Madison, too, so it might not be so pleasant for the guy he catches with his girl. Well, that's a necessary risk, I guess. Uh, who's the chump you've got lined up to be the patsy in this <laughs> Uh, don't
1: be crude, Patsy. Oh uh, Walter, <laughs> I thought that you'd be happy to
5: volunteer for this job. Me? Well, you want you want to see Madison beat Clay City, don't you?
3: Well, sure I do. But will I have my bandages off in time? <laughs> oh, you've never seen Stretch fight? I have. Believe me, Walter, Mr. Boynton and I will make sure
1: that Stretch doesn't lay a hand on you. He doesn't have to. He could kick me to death. <laughs>
4: Wait,
3: you'll just have to
5: count me out, folks. I'll count you out, but Walter Stretch is a very dear friend of yours. You don't want to see him ruin his life, do don't you? you
1: see, Walter? This girl isn't right for Stretch. It isn't just a football game that's involved. It's a boy's future.
5: But
3: what about my future? What about your future? I want to be around when it gets here. <laughs> Oh, look, Stretch has a terrible temper, and if he catches me making goo-goo eyes at his girl, he'll clobber me till (laughs) I'm dismal. Besides, there's Harriet Conklin. Oh, we're virtually betrothed. What would she think if she heard I was out with another girl? She won't hear, Walter, and even if she does, we can always explain that
1: you were just doing it for the good of your school. I'm sorry, I'd rather not take the chance.
4: (laughs)
5: surprised that you, were. Haven't you any sense of loyalty? Haven't you any school spirit? This whole thing won't take you
1: more than half an hour. All you have to do is sit on the couch and put your arms around a little red-headed girl with big blue eyes, a cute little turned-up nose, and an adorable mouth.
3: But I still think that it's, Stretch, an adorable mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can say I haven't got any school spirit what time and where. <laughs> Well, make it 8 o'clock tonight at
1: my place. I'll drop over to Clay City High this afternoon and tell Judy I'm thinking of accepting her father's invitation to join the faculty there next term. Then I'll invite her over to my place for dinner, ostensibly so I can ask some questions about my new pupils. But supposing she won't come?
5: Oh, she'll be glad to come. Judy Brill is just a little girl. To be asked to dinner by a woman like Miss Brooks is quite flattering. After all, when you get right down to ages... When you
1: get right down to ages, I'm almost twice as tall as Judy Brill. (laughs) I'm glad you were able to come over this evening, Judy. Me too, Miss Brooks. The dinner was wonderful, and I've enjoyed talking to you about your teaching at Clay City next term. I suppose you feel you should be out dancing stretches feet off, but... You've still got three nights before the big game, and not seeing you tonight will only make him more anxious. You're so right. Men are such problems.
2: They're just like children. You've got to play up to their ego and convince each one he's the only man in your life. Oh, but listen to me telling you about men. A sophisticated, charming woman like you. (laughs) Oh, I just wish I had your knowledge of men.
1: Want to trade? (laughs)
2: Don't you think? He's an awfully cute boy No, oh, I'm glad you like Walter, Judy
1: By the way, where did he disappear to? I didn't disappear, she's on my lap <laughs> Isn't that sweet? What a naive way to get acquainted
3: you Want me to answer it? You sit right where you are, Walter
4: Yes, you
1: sit right where you are, Walter
3: How can I help But She hasn't budged off me since I said How do you do, Miss Brooks? <laughs> I'll get it,
5: Walter Well, here we are, Miss Brooks
3: Hello, Mr.
1: Boynton Come in, Stretch. Thanks. Now, well, what brings you to this part of town, Stretch?
0: Well, I was just walking home when Mr. Boynton drove up alongside the curb in his car and stuck his head out of the window and said, hi, Stretch, Just the fellow I've been looking for. How about hopping in and going for a little ride over to Miss Brooks's place and having a glass of milk or something, if you haven't got anything better to do? I didn't have anything better to do, so I said, okay, Mr. Boynton, I'd like nothing better than to hop in and go over to Miss Brooks' <laughs> place for a glass of milk or something.
4: Have
1: you got any? you to this part of town.
4: <laughs> I'll give
1: you some milk later, Stretch. There are some friends of yours in the living room. Come on in. Uh, pardon me, kids, but we've got company. Hi,
0: Walter. I didn't know that... Judy, what are you doing here?
1: Well, Miss Brooks invited me over to dinner,
2: and then Walter just sort of dropped by.
0: You sort of dropped by?
2: Hold him, Miss
3: Brooks. Surround him, Mr. Boynton.
0: What's everybody so jumpy about?
3: Aren't you sore at me for sitting here with your girl?
0: Sore? Heck no, Walter. You do me a big favor. You see, I got to thinking about what Miss Brooks said this morning. I realized that I got to get a lot more sleep if I'm going to be any good in the game Saturday.
2: Oh, but Stretch, dear, you don't have to sleep so much.
0: Well, sure I do. It ain't that I don't appreciate what you and your dad done for me, Judy. And I certainly
1: ain't mad about all that rumbering. It's just that for an athlete, rumbering's not as good as slumbering.
5: (laughs)
4: Now, Walter, if
1: I may make a suggestion, I think you should drop Miss Brill off at the
5: bus station.
1: What's this all about, anyway? Is this some kind of a plot?
5: Turn about is fair play, Miss Brill.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if you'll
5: excuse me right
1: now, I'll turn about and hit the road. I'll excuse all of you right now. That is, all but you, Mr. Boynton.
2: Well, this is what I get for accepting the hospitality of a Madison highite.
1: Thank you, and good night <laughs>
3: <laughs> Don't slam the door.
1: Mr. the least we can do is drop her off at the bus station. Good night, Miss Brooks, Mr. Boynton. Good night, Well, it's simmered down to just the two of us, Mr. Boynton. Let's sit down on the couch, hmm?
5: All right. You know, Miss Brooks, in spite of the fact that I'm a biologist, I've never been overly observant about the emotional reactions of the people around me.
1: You're not just beating your Bunsen burner,
5: Boynton. <laughs> Well,
1: you have seemed a little
5: preoccupied at times. Well, be that as it may, Miss Brooks, your interest in the welfare of my little animals and the trouble you went through to see that I got proper heating facilities for my lab, well, they've made me realize just how much you care.
1: Really, Mr. Barton?
5: Yes, yes, indeed. And I want you to know that I care even more than you do.
1: You care even more than I do?
5: Yes. I've got $5 bet on that game Saturday.
1: Here's 250. I'll take half of your bet, and we'll set up housekeeping on the 40 yard line.
0: (laughs) Eve Arden returns in just a moment, but first, dream girl, dream girl, beautiful luster cream
4: girl. Tonight?
0: Yes, tonight. Show him how much lovelier your hair can look after a Luster Cream shampoo. Luster Cream, world's finest shampoo. No other shampoo in the world gives you K. Dumas' magic blend of secret ingredients plus gentle lanolin. Better than a soap, better than a liquid, Luster Cream is a dainty cream shampoo. Leaves hair three ways lovelier. Fragrantly clean, free of loose dandruff, glistening with sheen, soft, manageable, A of cream shampoo. And now once again, here is Eve Arden.
1: Here's a message for every young man over 17 years of age. Your National Guard offers you opportunities to train in your spare time while living at home. Yes, train with your hometown buddies using Army and Air Force equipment under the direct supervision of veteran Army and Air Force instructors. You'll receive valuable military experience. Increase your civilian skill. And at the same time, you'll be paid at regular service rates. Join the National Guard unit in your community now.
0: This is Burns Smith, reminding you to tune in next week for another Our Miss Brooks show, brought to you by Lustre Cream Shampoo for soft, glamorous, caressable hair, and Colgate Dental Cream to clean your breath while you clean your teeth and help stop tooth decay. Our Miss Brooks, starring Eve Arden, is produced by Larry Burns, written by Al Lewis with the music of Wilbur Hatch. Mr. Boynton is played by Jeff Chandler, Mr. Conklin by Gail Gordon. Others in tonight's cast were Jane Morgan, Dick Clanner, Gloria McMillan, Leonard Smith, and Sandra Gould. Doctors prove palm olive soap can bring you a lovelier complexion in 14 days. Yes, 36 leading skin specialists proved in tests on 1,285 different women that palm olive soap facials, using nothing but palm olive, brought new complexion beauty to two women out of three. Just wash your face three times daily with Palmolive soap. Each time for 60 seconds, massaging Palmolive's Beauty Lather onto your skin. Then rinse and pat dry. So start your Palmolive facials today. Remember, doctors prove Palmolive soap can bring you a lovelier complexion in 14 days. Be with us again next week at the same time for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks. Bob Lamont speaking. Stay tuned now for Jack Benny. This is...
4: Broadcasting System...